All right, good morning, my friend. Preacher John out here in uh, cold, uh, I was going to say snowy, but it feels like it wants to snow today. Uh, in fact, it's going to snow later tonight, uh, around uh, the time we go to church. <laughs> Anyways, I just lifted my banner here at uh, 9th and Canyon. This is Canyon right behind me here, and uh, right up this way, that's 9th Street you're looking at. Right across the street, the St. Julian uh, Hotel and Spa. Love to have a uh, Sunday event there one day, uh, courtesy of the St. Julian Resort. <laughs> That's one day, maybe, I don't know. That's something I love to have. Been thinking about that ever since they built that place. But anyways, uh, several people have already honked and waved here. I'm sitting up and they're going, hey, John, hey, John. You know, another lady honks there as I was getting ready to do this. And uh, even uh, today, this is Wednesday, let me just say this also, so we, uh, uh, as I was doing the uh, Sunday, uh, no, the uh, Wednesday True Study class, I heard the Lord say, uh, I want you to go over to the Laughing Go Coffee House and do a Bible study slash uh, True Study book session. I thought, oh, okay, that's why I mentioned it on the class, because that was fresh right off the press, right from the throne of God. So uh, I went there directly. He told me to be there by nine. I got there a uh, minute or two before nine and was able to witness to the, uh, be a witness. Uh, the Lord said to ask them, ask them, uh, is it okay if I come to your restaurant just like this? And uh, the manager piped up and the cashier uh, didn't know what to say. Uh, they said, oh yeah, yeah, sure. But the manager stepped forward, so no brother, we want you here, uh, you're more than welcome. Uh, God bless your brother, something like that. And I was an immediate witness because when the manager started talking, there were several people behind me who started listening and looking at me. And so the back of my shirt says, where will you spend eternity? And I became a witness there at the coffee shop and I sat right in front of everybody. That's why I normally do, I want to be visible. I want to be a shining light of visibility is very important to me. I don't want to hide back in the corner someplace because that's where a lot of people go. They go in the back part of the coffee house and I'm up front or as close to right where all the action is. In other words, when people are walking in and uh, getting their drinks and stuff like that. And uh, so we're going to do that every Wednesday uh, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then I'll walk to my corner. That's why I'm here now because I left there at about 10.01 and got here at about whatever time it is. 10, 15, or 20, something like that. And uh, so if you're in Boulder or wherever, uh, be praying for the Laughing Goat Coffee House. Reason for that is because I used to go there years ago. Last time I was there was probably around uh, 19, 2019, something like that. Because once I lifted the banner, uh, that was the end of my uh, coffee house days. Uh, my schedule completely got filled up very shortly by the Holy Ghost. And I really have no time to sit and drink coffee and just uh, meditate. I just don't have time for that. But uh, I did have time this morning to uh, do, uh, and I finished all the True Study book for today, and it was really great. Finished it right on time. Was able to pack everything up and head out the door and say, uh, see you guys later to everyone. And uh, so we'll see what happens next Wednesday. Anyways, we'll let you go, and I'm gonna put this down, then I'll set up the uh, preaching sermon or sermon or whatever it's called for today here at 19 Canyon. I'll see you in a few moments. <laughs> Long-winded, I know.
morning. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to Boulder. Welcome to Ninth and Canyon. Uh, this building right across here, that's the uh, St. Julian Hotel and Spa here in Boulder. Uh, it's a pretty ritzy, fancy place. Probably very, very expensive for those who have lots of money who want to spend on themselves. So I've been praying since they built that place that one day we will have a Bible study or maybe a uh, church meeting in that hotel uh, at the uh, courtesy of the St. Julian Resort, not the courtesy of Gospel Evangelist Church. So anyways, let me take this off here so I can hear myself. It is very cold. It feels like it wants to snow. It plans on snowing later on today. So let's get started. So Lord, I want to come to you in prayer. We want to come to always come to you in prayer. And we just say thank you, Lord, for being here with us as we preach a sermon out here on the street and we lift a banner. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a banner, a banner of truth, uh, giving us a location to stand, uh, giving us a uniform to wear, uh, giving us a message in our heart, uh, words in our mouth, uh, power to preach, power to minister, all kinds of different things according to your kingdom. And we just say thank you, Lord, that we can even do this. What an honor, what a privilege, Lord. Uh, we're just simple servants, servants of God. In your holy name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen and amen. Really funny how I've, the last quite a long time, I don't know how long it's been. I, mean, I gotta put this up, it is really cold. My, my ears are cold. I've got more clothes in my pack over there, but I gotta do this. Sorry, it doesn't look very good on camera, but uh, that's life. I'm out here on the street. I'm not in some warm, comfortable little building. All right, so uh, what I've been saying lately, I noticed is uh, in your holy name, Jesus. I think that's interesting now why I've been saying that. I've never used to say that before. I don't know why I'm saying it now, but I am. <laughs> and it feels good to say it. I mean, I'm not being checked by the Spirit of God. Holy Ghost is not saying don't do that. But the uh, holy name of God, kind of cool. And uh, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> so we had a wonderful class this morning. I had 10 people show up. That's pretty cool. And normally another 10 or 15 or 20 show up during the recording. So we'll see how many come to that class. So it's kind of interesting. We're going to keep doing them over and over and over again. And uh, because that's what the Holy Spirit wants. We're going to do what the Spirit of God wants, not what John wants. Not what our church wants, not what people want. We want to do what God wants us to do. So this is a little commercial here. This is the True Study book. This is the class we're doing. This is the book we're using. This is the first book. We have uh, book two, book three, book four. Uh, that'll take us through the New Testament. And then we have book five, six, seven, and eight. And that'll take us through, that'll be the second year. Those four first, first four books are for year one, 12 months. And uh, we're doing 65 classes per book. So we're gonna be doing classes all year long. We started uh, Monday, August 28th. When CU started, we started. Um, that's just a date that the Lord gave me. I needed a day to get started, and that's the day He got, got me started. So it uh, wasn't anything special, nothing special on that day, other than that's the day the CU had their first day of class. So we had our first day of class. Don't know what that means. So uh, this book is at thebookpatch.com, thebookpatch, P-A-T-C-H.com. When you go there on the top of the bar, there's it says a bookstore. You click on bookstore and it takes you to a search menu and you type in GEC True Study and you'll see the four books I have up there right now. 
So we have all four books up there, the whole year's worth. If you buy book one, uh, you take a picture of it, snap a picture of it, send it to me, and then you get up on our Sunday prayer letter email list, because you want the Sunday prayer letter, it's a part of our true study, and that comes every Sunday morning, or Sunday, and, uh, and then attend some of the classes. I mean, kind of check in with the classes, and uh, so you'll know what's going on and how to use the book. It's kind of an orientation class. Uh, this is like a log book. This is like a log book format. Uh, in the beginning of the book are instructions on how to use the log book. Here are instructions here, right here, and right here, and, uh, and uh, sorry, right here. These are all instructions on how to use the book, how to use the log. And so our class is more like an edification, exhortation, and a comforting type session in the middle. I mean, in the first 20 minutes. And it seems that way. That's what the Holy Ghost seems to be doing. And then I start working through this. Uh, this today, Wednesday, was my first time uh, going from the class at 9 o'clock, meeting at a coffee shop here in Boulder. It's called the Laughing Goat Coffee House. And uh, the Lord told me to go there, gave me a message to tell the manager. I told the manager, and it was really wonderful. And I sat down and I finished today. This is not my book. This is a new book. Mine got destroyed practically in the rain down in Trinidad. It's all twisted, beat up, but I'm still using it. And I finished this whole thing sitting at the coffee house. It was wonderful. Finished it right on time. 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock uh, was the coffee house session. So I'm going to be doing that every Wednesday from now on, starting today. And uh, those who are interested, doesn't matter. That's where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be a witness in that place. Uh, reason why that particular coffee house because it's only a few blocks from my house and I can get there pretty rapidly and from there I can go anywhere where the Wednesday location is so because this is probably the farthest I have to walk uh, on a Wednesday from the coffee house I'm so maybe not exactly but something like that and so this is nine dollars and 27 cents plus shipping and handling and uh, the 927 simply covers the print cost there's no profit intended uh, we're giving away the profit and helping you pay for the shipping and handling part of the price of this book. However, if you do take a picture and get on the Sunday prayer letter list and uh, attend some of the classes, uh, I will buy, our church will buy, not me, but our church will buy book two and we'll send it to you, no charge to you, book two. Then you buy book three, you do the same thing, you're already on the list, you're already coming to the classes, you give a picture of book three that one, two, yeah, book three that you have, and we'll send book four to you. How about that? So we're doing giving. We're giving, 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 giving. Uh, that's all we're, we're about, giving. God has freely given in us. We freely give away. So we're giving our profit away, plus we're giving every second book away. How about that? And that, in other words, we're praying for the book and the shipping and the handling. And all the books, people who did that are, are now getting book two, and they'll be ready They'll be ready to go when book two begins. Uh, and even our sister in England has got her books already. She's attending our class too. God bless you, Tara. She's attending our class also and in Ohio and Pennsylvania and here in Colorado and different other places that I'm not aware of at the moment. But uh, they're coming to class too. It's a good class. I, I like it. It really gets me going in the morning. It really, it's really amazing. Uh, I understand a lot of us don't have time in the morning. I'm five, I wouldn't have time if I somebody did a seven o'clock uh, in the morning every morning. I wouldn't be able to attend because I'm trucking, you know. But I'm retired now, 
and so I can, and plus I'm doing the class, so I show up, <laughs> you know, I show up and uh, it's uh, fun. Uh, I like it. The reason I like the class is because it appears to me that I'm hearing from God and that tends to give me a lot of assurance in my heart that I'm hearing from God. Uh, it's really amazing. It's hard to explain, actually, if you're not aware of the voice of the Word of God. Uh, you know, because that's what walked in the garden. God didn't walk in the garden. A lot of people say, oh, God walked in the garden with it. No, He didn't. That's not what the Bible says. You got to go to your Bible and see what it says. It says that the voice of the Lord God, or the voice of the Lord, the voice walked in the garden. The voice. Now, that's really something to think about. It's the voice. Not God Himself, no. The voice of God, the voice of the Lord, the Lord God, however that goes. I don't wonder wherever that is. I don't know what verse that is. Uh, but that's something like that. I don't know where it is. I'd have to look it up in my concordance. But it's in here somewhere in the first one or two chapters of, Gen of Genesis. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of looking for it. I don't know why I'm looking for it, but um, anyways, it's in there. <laughs> it's in there. I'm not lying. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week's Sunday prayer letter, uh, November 5th letter, is uh, titled, Let Us Not Fight Against God. It's Acts 23, verses 1 through 35. Uh, this letter here is a lot different. Uh, I Every section of Scripture, so there's seven parts to our letter. Seven parts. And uh, like part one, Sunday, was 23, 1 through 5. Today is part four, Wednesday, Acts 23, 16 to 21. That's where I'm going to preach on. That's also where we do the, the uh, True Study book on. I picked a verse out of here, then that's what I wrote on this morning at the coffee house. I wrote that verse and I listened to the Bible. I listened to everything right there in the coffee. I listened to the app. You know, I read the Bible. I prayed in the Spirit. I mean, I did the book study. I did the True Study book just exactly the way it says to do it right there. I wrote all everything out about seven or eight times. And uh, it was great. It was great. It was wonderful. It took me a whole hour. It took me one hour to do that. Got a chance to talk to the manager twice. It was wonderful. Got a chance to say goodbye to everybody, too. <laughs> and so I'll become a fixture and a predictable member or a predictable, um, what can I say, uh, customer, I guess. I don't know. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, one of the other reasons I went to the particular coffee house is I've gone there many, many, many times. I've probably been there a couple dozen times over the last many years here. I'm not much of a coffee house sitter type person anymore. Used to be, and uh, uh, it's just a real comfortable place. It's an old style building. It's right downtown Boulder on Pearl Street. It's kind of a fun place, and uh, a lot of places to sit outside. I've sat outside many times in the summer. Had my breakfast out there. It's really nice, and uh, especially early in the morning. And uh, but I've always had a dream uh, or a thought over these last you know six seven years that I would do a, a show, a kind of a, uh, a talk show, uh, because there's a stage there. Uh, in the back, there's a stage, and they have uh, people who come there and they sing, and you know, guitar and poets and things like that. And so if I can go there enough times, maybe the Lord would open a way that we could uh, do a talk show, or do a question and answer, uh, or do something that would edify God in a very, uh, coffee house manner <laughs> you know because uh, we don't want to be thrown out we want to touch everybody for heaven 
We want to share the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ with everybody. We want to use, as my sister said in, in uh, Pennsylvania, she said, give the honey away. You know, not the sugar, because that's, that's the perversion of honey. Honey has an unlimited shelf life, she said, and uh, that's what Jesus, Je the love of God has an unlimited shelf life. But the fake sugar has, you know, anyways, that's another story. But uh, give out that honey, right? Honey. <laughs> And so that might happen. Who knows? Uh, I went there because the Holy Ghost asked me to go there today. Uh, that's the first time I've done that in a long, 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 long time. I used to do a Bible study before I'd go preach the gospel out on the street. I would go to a coffee house, meet somebody, do a Bible study, and then come out and lift my banner before I did this stuff. And uh, I had more time back then. All right? Anyways, so... Uh, uh, let's get to part four Wednesday. Well, if you're in Boulder also, uh, let me do another advertisement. Uh, this is our church night for our church. If you're in the Boulder area or somewhere within a you know reasonable driving time, I guess, I don't know, uh, or you want to fly in, <laughs> you know, uh, fly in, bus in, coach in. I mean, we have Wednesday night services and uh, we are growing and we're going to touch a lot of people. Uh, it's going to be really great. It's going to be really, really great. We're building something like nobody else is building. Uh, we're not building the traditional church. We're not building the entertainment church. We're not building some nightclub. We're not building anything that you see. We're not building some cathedral. We're doing something quite different, quite different. And uh, uh, it's not my idea at all. <laughs> That's why I don't know what's going on, because I don't know what the idea is. But the Lord kind of shows me uh, one step at a time. He shows Brent, shows a couple guys in our church. And so we know what's going on. We know that God is leading us and building our church. It's really amazing, uh, really amazing what's going on. I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm a founding pastor, the pastor of the church, but I'm just one of the guys, actually. And uh, so Wednesday is our church. We have 6.30 early prayer. So come for prayer. Uh, and what, what I mean by that is we all, we pray for an hour for intercession. Uh, we, you know, spiritually pray. We just don't, you know, we, we pray. Uh, many of us now are, are really interceding in the Spirit on Wednesday evenings. Uh, some come right at 6.30, some come at 6.45, some come at 7, some come at 7.30, 7.15, some come at 7.30. And we pray for a few minutes. I try to kind of, if people are showing up then, I kind of want to, I want them to experience prayer. A lot of people don't like prayer, uh, so they come after the prayer service. Uh, I don't know why the people don't like prayer, but they don't, so they don't come. So I'm hoping over the course of time, they'll see that praying has great and wonderful benefits, great and wonderful benefits that they'll be able to experience, amen? But that's coming, not here yet, but that's coming. Part four, Wednesday, Acts 23, verse 16 to 21. Praise God. Let's get into this, King James Bible, verse 16. And when Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in, wake, uh, in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, Bring this young man unto the chief captain, for he hath a certain thing to tell him. Verse 18. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul the prisoner called me unto him and prayed me, to bring this young man unto thee, who has something to say unto thee. How far do I go? 21. Verse 19. Then the chief captain took him by the hand and went with him aside privately and asked him, What is that thou hast to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to, to desire thee that thou wouldest bring down Paul 
tomorrow unto the council, as though they would inquire something of him more perfectly. But do not thou yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him of them more than forty men, which have bound themselves with an oath that they will either neither eat nor drink till they have killed Paul. And now are they ready, looking for a promise from thee. All right. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Man, is it cold. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I got warm gloves and another hat over there, so I'll probably put those on. That wind is like ice cubes. Goes from 70 hot, blistering to freezing cold. Love, don't you love living in the mountains? I'm here because the Lord put me here. I didn't come here because, oh, it's such a great place to live. I'm here because of, by order of God. That's why I'm here in Boulder. Not of any other reason. There's no reason I'm in Boulder other than God told me to be here. That's it. So, this is a mission field. Boulder, Colorado, all of the state of Colorado is a mission field for me. So I'm like a missionary in Boulder, building a missionary-style church. All right? Let's go to 16. And when Paul's sister's son heard, the, the title of our sermon is Paul's sister's son heard. Paul's sister's son heard. That lets us know Paul had sisters. And chances are, if he had sisters, he had brothers. But I'm not aware of a brother right now. But we know we are aware of a sister. And I'm not aware of that until uh, Sunday morning when I was writing the Sunday prayer letter. That really stood out to me. I never, never really saw that before. Isn't that amazing? I mean, how many times have I read uh, Acts? <laughs> you know, in the hundreds of times? But I've never noticed that before. Interesting. So this is uh, Paul's sister and her son. Her son, which was a young man. Don't know how, how old, but uh, he must have been a believer. That means uh, his mother, Paul's sister, must have been a believer in Christ. So that tells me that Paul witnessed to his family. Are you witnessing to your family? Are you doing what Paul did? Paul says, I'm an example. I'm an example for you to follow because I'm following Christ. Right? And so we can do that. We can do that. We can go to our mother, our brother, our dad, our grandparents. We can go to all of our family members to make sure that they know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They know how to get saved. They know about salvation. They know about heaven. They know about hell. They know about the first death, the second death. They know about the lake of fire. They know all that stuff. They know what to pray. If they want to pray, you've given them all Bible verses. You've explained to them salvation, and you've invited them to pray. Uh, and some will, and some won't. Some will, some won't. And uh, you just have to keep praying for your family members. Once you've talked to all your family members, then go to all your friends. Make sure all your friends know about Jesus Christ. After your friends all know, then you can go to maybe your schoolmates, uh, uh, college and high school is an idea. Maybe your neighbors, make sure your neighbors know about Christ. Then you can go to maybe your uh, co-workers or something like that or be a witness at work if, if that's possible. If not, that's okay. And then just in your general daily routine of going to the store, going to the gas station, you know, going to different shops and stores, uh, different parks you go to, different places, malls you go to, uh, you want to be a witness for Christ. You're always witnessing for Christ. 
always witnessing for Christ. We're ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of us, okay? It's important, right? You start with your family, you go out from there. That's another example in the scripture is uh, when Paul and Silas were in prison, at midnight, they began to sing and, uh, hymns, pray and sing hymns to God at midnight. And all the prisoners heard, and uh, shortly after that, there was a great earthquake that shook the foundation of the prison. All the doors were opened up, all the prison doors. Prisoners didn't go anywhere, they stayed there. They liked, I guess they liked what they were doing. And uh, the prisoner guard came in, and uh, Paul said uh, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your house shall be saved. So that's a prophetic word. Not just because he got saved, everybody gets saved. So that's a miss. People take that out of context. Because what happened right after that, after he confessed Christ, he got baptized, and then Paul went to his house. Paul went to his house and told everybody about Christ, and everyone got saved, and everyone got baptized. See, that's how it happens. That's how it works. See, so Paul knows how to do it. I know how to do it, and you know how to do it. So let's all do it, right? All my family members are saved. The only one that, that I'm aware of that refused Christ all of his life was my dad. And you know, that's why life goes. Some people just refuse Christ all the way to the day they die. Now, if he received Christ, well, it's a fact he didn't. I already know that. So uh, people say, well, how do you know that? You're not, you know, whatever. You can believe whatever you want. You, the Bible says, if you pray and ask God, he will give you the answer. If you pray and believe you'll receive the answer, God will give you the answer. And that's what I prayed. I asked, where's my dad? You know, and he didn't answer me right away. I prayed for quite a long time. I prayed where my mom went and uh, prayed where two of my children went that are already passed away. Prayed where they went. You know, you can, you can ask that. You can ask that. God will give you the answer and where they are. All right? Now you can fight God on that. Oh, they're not there, God. They're not there. Well, believe whatever you want. All right? Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait. Remember the people who made a vow? Forty of them made a vow. We won't eat or drink anything until we have taken Paul out. Our people... So I have uh, up in North Boulder, you go up this road here over to Iris. No, Broadway. Where's Broadway? A couple streets over there. Broadway and Iris. So up there in North Boulder, uh, that neighborhood made a vow to take me out and they got somebody to follow through with that but their plot did not complete itself it ended in ruin for them and uh, now it's become a testimony a testimony i can go into a lot of detail there but uh, they didn't take me out i'm still here god will keep me here until he's done with me then he brings me home right don't fear man fear god that's what it says fear god Quit fearing mankind. Fear God. That's the beginning of wisdom and the beginning of understanding. Right? Paul's sister's son heard their lying in wait, and he went and entered into the castle. That's a lot of boldness. You think about that. He must have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, too, because he had power. He had authority. He wasn't afraid of man. He wasn't afraid of the people in the castle. He wasn't afraid of the guards. He wasn't afraid. It was really amazing. He wasn't afraid of those who were already made a vow to kill Paul. He wasn't afraid. Maybe he said, well, maybe if I do something, they'll put me on that hit list too. Just like they're doing with that 45th president. Everybody associated with him is on the hit list. They're being, he's being used as an example that if you agree with whatever uh, nationalist theme, you're included in that mockery. You're included in that MAGA group. I don't want to say it out loud. So 
That's why a lot of people want to hide their Christianity. They want to hide their Christianity. They don't want to be associated with a Christian church or a Christian organization. They want to hide, right? You know, they want to hide. And the Bible says, if you're ashamed of me, I'm ashamed of you. You know, if you're bold for me, I'll be bold for you. I mean, it's whatever you want to do, man. Just know that everything that you do do, God's not going to be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You know, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. You have a free will. You don't have to listen to me. You can turn me off right now and say, John doesn't know what he's talking about. Or say, well, it's interesting. Don't know if everything he says is true. I'll search the scriptures to find out if he's saying it's true. If not, then I don't need to listen to him anymore. If it is true, maybe I'll listen to him again. Who knows, right? Man, it's cold. All right. So uh, Paul's sister's son heard of their line of wait, and he went and entered the castle and told Paul. Then Paul called one of his centurions and told him, said. So that tells you right there, that little section right there, verse 17, tells you that Paul uh, had faith and trusted in his son. He, I mean, uh, you know, his sister's son. There was no family feuds going on, you know. There was, a, a, there was a connection. There was a oneness, a one accord, you know. Sometimes that cord gets broken. You know, and my family is broken. You know, it's the way it goes. Sometimes people don't want to do what you're doing. My son was ashamed of me for a long time as a street preacher. He said, Dad, I can't believe you're doing that. I can't believe that. I'm so ashamed. I don't, I don't you know. And then he watched some of the videos. He saw what I was doing. He said, oh, well, that's, you're okay. <laughs> Dad, I love you. <laughs> you know, now he's for me, you know. So he's praying for me back there in uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, Tennessee. Anyways, Tennessee. He moved up. He moved from North Carolina to Tennessee. All right. So, anyways, and Paul called the centurions and then bring this young man under the chief captain. Very interesting, for he has certain thing to tell him. That takes a lot of courage to do that. What you're what you're reading here takes a lot of courage. You know, that's what God told Joshua: be strong, be of good courage. You know, I'm with you, man. And so. Paul and his sister's son can do things like this because God is a mighty God if we trust him. If we don't trust God, then, you know, we're scared all the time. You can trust him if you want. It's up to you. Bring this young man to the chief cabin for he has a certain thing to tell him. Oh, really? I better do that. Verse 18. So he took him, brought him to... So right there also tells you the centurion must have trusted Paul. Paul must have been a credible man. He wasn't off one day and on the next and off one day. and on. I mean, he, he wasn't talking out both sides of his mouth. Paul was a, uh, a credible, faithful man of God. Right? It's interesting. I mean, I, th I think it's interesting. The dynamics here is really interesting to me. Verse 18. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain and said, Paul the prisoner, prisoner, Paul's a prisoner. And here's the centurion. Listening to what Paul told him, Centurion says, "Oh, tell him to get out of here. You know, you're no good, Paul." And uh, I mean, Centurion could have been paid off. You know, and I, you know, you don't know what could have happened. All kinds of things could have happened here. But Paul, but God was with them. Remember back there in verse 11. He says, don't fear, Paul. Says, Be of good cheer, Paul. Thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem. Thou hast also bear witness also in Rome. So God was with Paul. Right? Paul didn't have any fear. Paul the prisoner called on him and prayed, Bring this young man unto thee, who has something to say unto thee. Verse 19, Then the chief captain took him by the hand, 
and went with him aside privately. I think that's also interesting. Oh man, it is so frigid cold. <clears throat> I think that's also interesting. In fact, let's just do this. I am just, my hands are like ice cubes. It's also interesting that there's a progression of people that trust each other to tell the truth. There must be a lot of uh, credibility there, uh, faithfulness. Uh, you can uh, know that that person is going to do something when they say something. I mean, I don't know. Credibility is the word that keeps coming to my mind. And that could be also rephrased and saying faithful. You, don't want to, you want to be a faithful person. You want to be somebody who uh, is going to preach the gospel, you go preach the gospel. For example, uh, when I told everybody I was going to go to the coffee house, I put that on my calendar, on my website. Yeah, as soon as I, I, right away I did that. And yesterday, when I knew I couldn't come out because I had some problems yesterday, and I just couldn't come out, I just, I couldn't do it. I just prayed, Lord, I just can't do it. I cannot do it today. And so once I found out I can't come, I put it on the website. Hours are all messed up. I don't know if I could be there or something like that. But I may, so I tell people if I can't make it or not, all right? Very important, very important. Did I finish everything? I don't think I finished everything here. All right, the chief captain said it privately and asked him, what is it thou? Okay, so they took him aside and then the, the young man told him what was going on. Waited for him. Okay, yeah, that's what happened. That was in the story. So, uh, I'm not just standing here wondering what to do. I'm listening to the Spirit of God. I'm kind of praying in my spirit what to do next. So let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come out here in the cold and the wind and uh, lift a banner. And you told me to bring extra clothes. We have extra clothes in our pack over there. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing out here on the street. And for everybody else's lives here that's watching, I thank you, Lord, that you'll bless them. Lord, anybody who needs healing, anyone who needs healing who's listening right now, Lord, help them to see that healing is for today, healing is for right now. And Lord, let them receive their healing now. Uh, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed, receive your healing. If you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, Lord, I pray you baptize them with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Fill them with the Spirit of God. Just receive the Spirit of God, receive it all. Be filled. Yevim devils, Lord, I just cast those devils out from them in Jesus' name and cast them away in Jesus' name. I pray the blood of Jesus Christ over them. And I pray the word of God in that spot. And Lord, I bring other people around to put the word of God in there. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you that you're moving mightily in every soul's life who's watching, who's praying right now. And I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing. We thank you in what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, so tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow is the uh, second Thursday of the month. And I'm in Superior, Colorado. Then Friday, I'll be in Golden. So uh, tomorrow, Superior, and then Golden on Friday. All right? That's it. Have a great day, man. I love you. <laughs> Bye-bye.